I want to make everyone feel comfortable. So let's talk about God and guns. The shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, killed six people, including three children. And that's just another day in America. But talk is cheap. Let's look at how we spend our money in this country. The last school year before COVID, 2018 to 2019, we collectively spent nearly $800 billion a year on public education. How much of that did we spend on security? Less than $3 billion. That's right. We spend less than a half of 1% of our total public education budget on security. Now put a pin in this because we'll be coming back to it later. But every time a shooting happens, there's a lot of finger pointing, but not a lot of answers. Oh, Fox will let people yell at each other and pander to their audience, leaning into those discussions hard about the Second Amendment. It is important. You will never hear me want to regulate or legislate into oblivion our right to bear arms. But the left does the same thing, welling about how many kids have to die before you're willing to give up your AR-15. But both arguments are tone deaf. They miss the point. They refuse to partake in any discussion that doesn't begin with sound bites. If you can't clip it and bitch about it, the news won't have it. It's all about those advertisers and those to-die-for YouTube clicks. Like most political issues, there's about 12 other things to talk about that are far less controversial. But instead, we focus on the most divisive aspect of the issue. Enter the latest cancel culture slash Twitter feud, this time from progressive YouTube commentator and host of the self-titled David Pakman Show. He tweeted the following, quote, Very surprising that there would be a mass shooting at a Christian school, given that lack of prayer is often blamed for these horrible events. Is it possible they weren't praying enough or correctly despite being a Christian school? So then everyone got their freaking panties in a nod over this. Michael Knowles, Hannity, Candace Owens, all the usual suspects. All the clowns that call people snowflakes and then feign victimhood over a tweet. The keyboard really oppresses these people. Even Don Jr. jumped on the bandwagon. But hey, man, no one's really going to listen to you on this one. You're engaged to Kimberly Guilfoyle, so we all know you have bad judgment to begin with. Now, I'm as libertarian as they come, and David Pakman is as progressive as they come. But he's not wrong. Every time there's a shooting, people say the old TNP, thoughts and prayers. But it's not enough. Even Jesus was known to do some table flipping in his day. Far too often, Christians in this country rely on prayer as an out. It's a crutch, an escape hatch, a way to do nothing, feign concern, and maintain the status quo. Sure, Christians will sit in a pew on a Sunday morning and hear about all the great things Jesus did. They'd act like we ain't got to do the other six days and 23 hours in the week. You know, all those people that wear the what would Jesus do bracelets? Well, he would do something, that's for sure. To quote Elvis, a little less conversation, a little more action. Sitting with our thumb up our won't solve the problem. A shooting like this happens and we act like we can't get anything done because of the gun lobby. Really? The NRA is the gatekeeper of safety? I'd beg to differ. Perhaps we should sidestep the NRA in the usual argument and figure out what we can do that doesn't involve gun regulations. How about school safety? Go to any sports event or concert and you'll likely go through more security than it takes to get into a school. These shooters always manage to get in rather quickly with almost no resistance. In this last one, the shooter fired at the door, shattering the glass and walking through. Then she went on a rampage that killed six people. 
Has anyone heard of bulletproof glass? Most of the time, these shootings aren't coming from current students. It's not like they carried a gun to school and no one batted an eye because it's not sus for a student to be in class. It's almost always done from some former student or a grieved jerk breaking his way inside. In fact, the doors at Uvalde weren't even locked. And I wouldn't think locking doors or installing bulletproof glass would be anywhere as controversial as gun control. Sweet baby Jesus, the first one is free. Then there's fancier things like the collapsible safe room by TK Solutions. Its foldable doors pull out from the wall and form a bulletproof barricade. For something even cheaper than bulletproof glass and barricades, what about the sleeve? It's a contraption that slides over the door closer at the top of a door, preventing it from being opened from the outside. It's just $90. They also make the rampart, a bar that rests underneath a door handle and extends to the ground, acting as a barrier and barricade and preventing the door from opening. It's less than $70 and withholds up to 650 pounds of force. Heck, I bought a knockoff of one of these at Home Depot for 30 bucks. These aren't brain-busting ideas here, folks. These solutions aren't hard, and the right should love them. They are from our great capitalist economy and the glorious free market. These don't even require a teacher to have a gun. This doesn't require the school to hire an armed guard, even though someone on site who could respond immediately would probably be a good idea. No. These are just smart solutions. It bolsters school security. It is a guard, a first layer of protection from psychos on a murdering spree. But before you say, we can't afford this, we don't have any money in the country. True, we are more than $30 trillion in debt, but we wouldn't have to spend extra if we just rearranged and reprioritized our budgets. The last school year before COVID, 2018 to 2019, this country spent collectively nearly $800 billion on public education. Less than $3 billion of that was spent on security. That's right. We spent less than half of 1% of our total public education budget on security for our children. Everyone says children are precious and someone should do something about these shootings. But then we all point the finger at each other. Between the states, the federal government, and parents, they just continue to put the kids in school and act like it's not their problem. But it is somebody's problem and somebody needs to solve it. Now that $800 billion figure that's spent on public education, 47% of that budget for schools comes from the states, 45% from local governments, and about 8% from the federal government. Think we don't have any money in the federal government to solve this? Well, last year we gave $4.5 billion in COVID grants to ineligible citizens. That's 50% more than we currently spend on school security in this country. That's right. We always have money for mistakes, but not for our real problems. We even spent more than a million dollars training mice to binge alcohol as part of an NIH program. So there's definitely some money in the federal government that could be reallocated. Now, these are averages, so it does vacillate from state to state about how much they put into their public education system. But the point, well, states contribute about half of the budget. The federal government is 8%. So stop looking to Uncle Sam. Maybe states should reprioritize their budgets, make do with the money they have. Maybe skip the new library or the football stadium upgrades and try to keep your students safe. Now, there are just under 50 million students enrolled in school. If you divide that by the $3 billion we spend on education, that means we spend about $54 on security per student. Yes, you probably spend more on your phone bill every month than this country spends on student safety. But school districts should get their act together, too. 77% of school districts are funded by property taxes. 
Why don't you lay off on the bake sales for new books and the car washes for the cheerleading team to go to state championships? Why don't you spend first on your student safety? Or if you really don't have the budget for it, get the PTA to fundraise for it. There are solutions. If there's a will, there's a way. Property taxes can be spent so much better, and perhaps citizens wouldn't complain so much about paying for it if we were buying security solutions and not stupid books for school that we can't even agree on if we want kids to read. Now, on average, the U.S. spends about 15 grand per student per year on education. Adjusting for inflation, that's a 280% increase since 1960. And it's not like that money is going to make kids smarter. Our kids are dumb, really dumb. The Program for International Student Assessment tests 15-year-olds around the world. The last test was administered in 2018. Here's what it found. U.S. placed 11th out of 79 countries in science, and we tested below average in math. We don't even seem to care either. There's been no detectable change in our math scores since 2003 or our science scores since 2006. So if our kids are getting dumber and it's getting more dangerous to be in a class, I must ask, why are we sending them there in the first place? Is it just free daycare for working mothers? But that's a whole other issue for another podcast. But back to that panty twister tweet from David Pakman about prayer. When all these so-called Christian conservatives start extolling the virtues of religion and God and their desire to make this a Christian nation again, it makes me wince. It's blasphemous to use God for attention and YouTube subscribers. But that's not the only problem with what they're doing. Pacman pointed to whether we should do more than just send thoughts and prayers, and that's a great point. Action is required. Prayer is great, but God also wants us to not be helpless boobs. I also wonder if this country was so God-fearing, if it was so on fire for the Lord, if just those who claim to be Christian, if all these commentators and Republicans who beat their chest about God, you know, Michael Knowles, Candace Owens, Hannity, Laura Ingram, Matt Walsh, etc., the usual suspects, forget about that secular crowd. There's a large enough set of evangelicals and Christian elected leaders and commentators to ask, are they even praying? Wouldn't that much prayer work if they were actually doing it? I mean, I'm not saying we're never going to have a mass shooting, but don't you think things might be a little better in this country? So are they just saying they are for attention and money and subscribers and merch sales? Or are they praying and it's merely hitting the ceiling? You see, I question the Christian right, not just for their hypocrisy and judgment they dole out. I question their mere assertion of being Christian. I'm not God and I don't know what's in their heart. But I think I know a phony when I see a phony. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And when it comes to prayer, listen to John nine thirty one. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. People freaked at Pacman's tweet, but here's what I would have tweeted. Dear Christian conservatives, if you prayed as much as you tweeted, the U.S. wouldn't be a dumpster fire. Your fake outrage solves nothing. You bear less fruit than a tree in the desert. We see you and know why your prayers fell. God doesn't hear the prayers of unbelievers. Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Truth Social, and Rumble.